Welcome to Jane Unchained, featuring best-selling author, TV journalist, and JaneUnchained.com founder, Jane Velez Mitchell. In the next few minutes, you'll hear a secret solution to the problems that plague our world. If you want to revolutionize your life, get truly joyful, and jump to the next phase of human evolution, all it takes is one simple choice. Now, here's your host, Jane Velez Mitchell. Good morning! Morning. I am happy, joyous, and free. Why? Well, it's not because I don't do a lot of dumb things every day. I can tell you I do a lot of silly things. But when I put my head on that pillow at night, I could say, you know, I didn't kill today. And it's, just, it's oh, some killing's okay. I think Martin Luther King called think fine. Some, some beings, their suffering, their loneliness, their pain, it doesn't count. You know, only this suffering counts. The suffering of your dog counts a lot. But the suffering of cows, pigs, chickens, turkeys, lambs, goats, it doesn't count. We're just going to pretend that suffering is not happening. Okay? And what happens is that that suffering is happening. And even though society is telling you you don't have to care about it, it takes a toll. Okay, I don't care what your belief system is. It could be what goes around comes around. It could be karma. It could be anything. But the truth is, as we're killing, systematically torturing and killing billions of animals, they are killing us. Nature is responding with climate change which is creating horrific, horrific catastrophes around the world, and um, also human health, human health. I hear sirens four, five, six times a day. Most of those sirens are for heart attacks. We've got an incredible panel here today. We're talking about the horrific, horrific Fair Oaks Farms scandal is what it is, Animal Recovery Mission, which is an incredible nonprofit uh, undercover investigative team composed of former cops, former military guys. These are hard-ass guys. And they go undercover uh, to find and expose abuse. They went to Fair Oaks Farms, which built itself as a main farm and would do these huge thousands, hundreds of thousands of people coming through. It's a major tourist attraction in Indiana, short outside Chicago, how humane they are, how much they love the cows, how nice they are to the mamas and the babies. Well, didn't sit right with animal recovery mission. They went undercover and what they found and documented on video month after month was horrific, horrific animal abuse. Animals being punched, being kicked, being stabbed, being shot, being sat on, being dragged. And it erupted as a global scandal that has triggered protests around the world. So we're talking to some of the people who engaged in protests this past week here in Los Angeles, but I want to tell you that there have been protests in London, in Hartford, Connecticut, in Chicago, in Portland, Oregon, in Texas, in Houston, Texas, and these protests will continue. Why is Coca-Cola being targeted? 
Coca-Cola is being targeted because Coca-Cola is in partnership with Fairlife Milks, which distributes the uh, milk from its longtime supplier, Fair Oaks Farms. They may have stopped in the wake of this explosive scandal, and we invite any of these companies on any time, but they're all in bed together. Let's put it that way. So, Simone Reyes, you spoke out at the protest in Santa Monica that was attended by more than 65 people. What was your message? Well, first of all, as I said that that day and what a great protest we had, is that the people built up Coca-Cola. The people should have a say on what they're doing. You know, everybody's so shocked about this. Oh my gosh, how could they be beating and stabbing baby calves? No, 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 no. That's not what's shocking. What's shocking is that they just got caught. That's what's shocking because you would think that these giant, you know, mega companies would be able to hide it. But the truth is, is that the truth always comes out. And now we have the truth. We're armed with it. Social media has been flooded with it. And it's time to hold them accountable and responsible. And that means not just, you know, oh, we're not going to use this particular supplier, this particular farm anymore. No, it is 2019, right? What does that mean? That means that it's time to ditch the dairy for a plethora of reasons that you just mentioned. Climate change, human health, and more importantly, the animals. Because now we see what's happening there. This is just one glimpse into what's happening at pretty much every factory farm, okay? They can use the word humane all that they want, but there's no humane way to kill a living being that wants to live. So, you know, Paige, you're wearing an American uh, red, white, and blue hat. We had an American flag at the protest. You're a mother of two. As a mom, what would you say about what has to happen for dairy to be taken by humans, dairy, cows, breast milk, and consumed by humans. Yes, thank you, Jane. So if you didn't know this already and haven't watched Dairy is Scary, I'm reaching out essentially at these protests to the moms and the parents because I know every parent wants to do the right thing for their child. And to know that baby cows are being taken away from their mothers before they can be fully grown while they're babies and the, their milk is now being distributed to human beings and fed to their children in schools that is being subsidized by the government. This is hor hor horrific. And meanwhile, the mothers are being artificially inseminated with the sperm of a male calf that has been well, not properly, it's not wanting this, right? You can imagine. So it's being masturbated, the male, the female's being artificially inseminated, and then their babies are being snatched away so that people can enjoy their milk on their cereals, their ice cream, old-fashioned ice cream, yum-yum, and their yogurts. So I'm bringing about the conversation for American values. And I believe that most Americans, every American, if they really see the truth, you know how many people who are not vegans, I happen to be vegan nearly four years, 
But before that, if I saw something that I saw like I have on the news, the mainstream news about Fair Oaks Farms, it would abhor me. It would shock me. I would be appalled and for sure not use Fair Life products, right? Just like a lot of Americans have been woken up and around the world because of these products. So whether they're vegan or not vegan, to me, this is a justice situation. It is a moral situation. And frankly, people don't realize what's happening in the dairy industry every single day. This is just one farm of the 30 farms of the millions of farms that are happening around the world every single day where these cows are being, this, this process is happening to the cows. So what would you tell people to do? Well, I would tell them to ditch dairy, look at Switch for Good. There's a lot of information there. If you're an athlete, I'm sure Lisa Carlin's going to speak about this in a little bit. There's also Dairy is Scary. There's a ton of athletes. There's a new movie coming out. We're going to talk about it in a minute, I imagine. And go with the plant milks. Plants include nut milks, include soy milks, include macadamia include hemp seed milk so there's seeds there's nuts there's so many choices now i can't even keep up and there's combinations and so many companies are getting on board including elmhurst and elmhurst was created around the same time as coca-cola back about 125 years ago and they switched to plant-based milk and they have i believe four to five different varieties so there's so many varieties you just have to figure out what you, what tastes good on what so if you like milk, you know, dairy milk on your cereal, maybe you want almond milk, maybe you want soy milk. If you want something really super creamy, you might go with the oatly milk in your coffee. Yeah. Okay. And guess what I happen to have here? What do you got? I've, I, while you were talking, you inspired me to run to my fridge. Great. And what we did at the protest, we appealed to uh, James Quincy, the CEO of Coca-Cola. We appealed to Jim Dinkins, the president of Coca-Cola North America. We appeal to the COO of Fairlife, whose name I believe is Tim Dolman. Anyway, we showed to the uh, protesters, the sh showed to people passing by in the Santa Monica Promenade, the alternatives. So there's a move to prevent anything that's not dairy milk from being called milk. They actually did this in the European Union. It didn't work. When I was in Berlin, Everywhere you turned, Oatly, 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 Oatly. So the industries that profit tried to say, well, what are we going to do now? Oh, people are drinking this. Let's tell them they can't call it milk. That's a good idea. Let's do that. Well, so here, for example, you have Trader Joe's soy beverage. Everybody knows it's soy milk, almond milk, almond beverage. Excuse me. Everybody knows it's almond. You, you know, do you really think we're that monumentally stupid? We can't figure out that something in a container like this that that says almond on it uh, is is actually an alternative to dairy milk and it's almond milk. You could call it almond beverage. So here's one that I just tried recently, flax milk. I mean, there's yeah. actually, while we were going and purchasing some of these, I learned about a whole bunch of milks that I didn't even know existed. There's macadamia nut milk. <laughs> and we had all the cartons there this is rice dream, okay? Rice drink, drink. <gasps> Could that be milk? Oh my gosh! <laughs> and, uh, so you know, there's so many alternatives. Lisa Carlin, what would you say to uh, the the heads of Coca Cola and Fairlife? Because they could switch. They're 
They're bottling things and packaging things. They could switch to plant-based milks. They could just start getting rid, eliminating the farm part, bringing in the almond milks or the soy milks or the rice milks or the hemp milks or the macadamia nut milks or the flax milks or whatever other milks and start bottling that. What would you say to them having worked with Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine for years? Okay, so what I would say to them is the writing is on the wall. If we go into a conventional grocery store 10 years ago, just as little as eight or 10 years ago, and talking about Vons and Safeway and Albertsons and Kroger and every mainstream grocery store, and you look at the refrigerated milks, Eight or 10 years ago, it was almost entirely dairy milks, meaning coming from a cow. You'd see maybe a bottle of goat milk, but it was almost entirely different types of dairy-based milk, non-fat milk, skim milk, 1% milk, 2% milk, whole milk. And that's a whole other discussion that I'd like to talk about. But you'd see that now you go into a grocery store, a mainstream grocery store, and you see more than 50% of the refrigerated milks are plant-based. And it's extraordinary. And some of the dairies are actually producing these, um, these plant-based milks. So they've kind of got the idea. They're sort of hedging their bet. I would tell the executives in in uh, Fairlife, the executives at Amazon, the executives for Whole Foods, the executives at um, Coca-Cola, especially, the writing's on the wall. Make more varieties, increase competition in plant-based milks. And let me tell you, some people say, oh, I don't like soy. All the anti-soy propaganda comes from the dairy industry trying to convince us that soy is somehow bad for us and the estrogen in, in, in soy milk is bad for us when in fact it's a very different molecule. It won't unlock the key. Uh, for the, all those people who are concerned about estrogen, stop eating meat. Because when you eat meat, when you're eating beef, you're getting- Or dairy. Or, well, yeah, I'm gonna talk about that, but you're getting a boatload of estrogen. And when you eat dairy, you're getting a boatload of estrogen. But when you're drinking soy milk, you're getting phytoestrogen. And the difference, it's a different molecule. It acts differently in the body. And we know from looking at Asian populations who've been consuming soy milk for eons of time, you don't see gynecomastia, also known as man boobs. You don't see all the cancers that we see in people following the Western standard American diet. In fact, phytoestrogen works very well. There's the estrogen molecule that fits in the estrogen receptor like this. But phytoestrogen is enough like the estrogen, estrogen molecule so that it will fit in, but it won't activate it. All it's right. Like I, I, I see what you're saying, and I know we can get really into the weeds on this, and I appreciate all your knowledge. Uh, but what we're trying to do is, look, dairy is a dying industry. The people who get to be the heads of these corporations are very smart. You cannot get to be the head of Coca-Cola without being very smart. So we've been able to figure it out. We implore respectfully, okay? James Quincy, respectfully, we are asking you to just open your eyes and open your heart and see that there is no nice way to rip a baby from his or her mother. So I want to read the statement that Coca-Cola issued, and there's been a lot of statements. Uh, 
This is Coca-Cola. Last week, we were devastated to see a video from Animal Recovery Mission showing acts of cruelty at Fair Oaks Farms, one of the 30 suppliers to our partners at Fairlife. We care deeply about animal welfare, and these acts left all of us at Coca-Cola with heavy hearts. Any, any form of animal cruelty is unacceptable and against our values. That's why we're taking immediate action with our partners at Fairlife to make this right. Fairlife immediately discontinued the use of milk from Fair Oaks Farms. No milk from any Fair Oaks Farms locations will be included in Fairlife products. In addition, the Coca-Cola company is immediately conducting our own independent investigation of all Fairlife dairy suppliers to ensure they uphold the highest standards of animal welfare. It goes on and on. Uh, audits, uh, visits, um, random audits, uh, recertification of animal welfare training. Now, to the average mind, that might say, okay, they're taking care of the problem. And again, we invite Coca-Cola, Fairlife, Fair Oaks Farms on any time. We've been trying to reach, you know, Lisa and I were live trying to reach Coca-Cola uh, at a protest. We were calling them and they kept bouncing us from number to number. We never, we sent emails and we haven't, we haven't heard from them. But I mean, Simone, why does this, in your opinion, what, what's your reaction? High standards of animal welfare. Well, does that mean that they're cutting out raping female cows? No, sure it doesn't, because that's the way that they artificially inseminate them. Does it mean not taking away baby calves from their mothers? No, it does not, because that's how they get their milk. And it goes on and on and on. So the word humane and high standards of animal welfare when you're dealing with any use of animals in the food industry, or let's face it, you know, pretty much any industry that you're using animals at all, it's, um, it, it's literally something that is not possible. You know, it's like saying, I'm going to wear, um, I'm going to wear a dress today, <laughs> you know, and then putting on, um, you know, a business suit. It's not possible because the fact is, is that However it is that you are getting this product from an animal means that you are abusing that animal simply because you are putting them in prison. You are taking away everything that is natural to them. You are disrupting any chance of having a family, any chance of freedom. So there's no way to justify any kind of use of animals in our food industry, in our entertainment industry, in what we put on our clothes, as clothes, it doesn't matter. The only way that they would be able to say we have now, you know, upheld the highest standards is to switch over to alternative milk. Absolutely. And, you know, here's the thing. Looking at the articles leading up to this, Coca-Cola, in partnership with Fairlife, was talking about reinventing milk, okay? Because people are not drinking as much milk. Millennials, Gen Zers, the young kids, they're not sitting around like Leave It to Beaver uh, shows drinking uh, a big glass of milk. That went away. And so what they did was they said, and also people are giving up sugary drinks increasingly. So they're like, whoa, we're in the beverage business. What do we do now? Oh, dairy, let's reinvent dairy. Let's premiumize dairy by making it sort of this very special drink that's really a protein-filled and really incredible super drink, and then we're going to sell it, 
and rebrand it. And, you know, there's lawsuits involving this now. There, there, these companies are being sued um, with the allegation of fraud because they said they offered extraordinary care to the cows. And, um, but, but their marketing idea was let's, as, as my understanding of it, reading all this research is let's premiumize milk, rebrand it, and sell it for more money. And it will rain money, rain money. So my message to the CEO of Coca-Cola, if you really want to rain money, first of all, uh, it really doesn't matter how much money rains if we're all living in an uninhabitable planet, okay? Uh, Animal agriculture is a leading cause of climate change, responsible for more greenhouse gases than all transportation combined. It is the leading cause of habitat destruction, which in turn makes it the leading cause of wildlife extinction. It is also the leading cause of human world hunger because animals eat so much more than they produce as food. And Rico, I'm sorry to use you. I know he says, I hate this part. (laughs) Afterwards, an oatmeal cookie. But if you, God forbid, killed your dog, you know, we we value the suffering of dogs so that when we talk about dogs, people get upset. How, why is she saying that? Well, what do they do to pigs and cows? Okay, so if you killed your dog, cut him up, took out the bones, the eyeballs, the snout, the paws, the tail, the inedibles, and then took the flesh and sliced it up. Obviously, little Rico here, even though he's only about nine pounds, would have eaten a lot more than he produced as that meat. Okay? It's the same with all animals. They eat so much more than they produce as meat. By the way, 70% or more of all soy is fed to farm animals. Hello? Share this video, please. Um, And we're going to go to Shannon from Florida in a second. But um, my point is that Coca-Cola says it wants to be a sustainable member of the world community. There's a lot of lingo like that on their web pages. Sustainability, values. Well, guess what? We, We see through that because... You are promoting a product that is inherently unsustainable that indeed is a leading cause of climate change. And you don't have to. There's alternatives. There's alternatives that are right there at your fingertips that you could easily switch to. Maybe it would be a bit of a challenge, you know, switching out the machinery a little bit. But you know what? It could be done. So um, if you really want to be upholding values and animal welfare and being a a good member of the community and sustainability. And when we're wrong, we learn from it, we change, then do the right thing and switch to plant-based milk. This is your out because this is a dying industry. And the truth is that it's being propped up by the U.S. government because the USDA is controlled by the meat and dairy industry. They're like this. The executives from the meat and dairy industry have completely infiltrated the USDA. So the only thing that is keeping dairy going is the U.S. government shoving it down the throats of school children and prisoners and people in institutions. In yes. fact, right now, we're trying to get plant-based milk option in, in California public schools. We're trying to get plant-based options for kids. Kids are allergic to dairy, and yet they're being served dairy. And they've got to get a doctor's note to say, I don't want to drink dairy. 
It's crazy. Let's go to Shannon from Florida. Shannon, your question or thought? You're right, Jane. It is. It's so crazy. Cow's milk is for baby cows, just like rat's milk is for baby rats and monkey milk is for baby monkeys and human milk is for baby humans. And like Simone said earlier, these are oxymorons. Humane milk is a lie. Cows do not want to be forcibly impregnated. Cows do not want to carry a baby for nine months, just like a human female, to then have their beautiful, precious baby ripped away from them the day that they're born. They do not want to be hooked up to painful machines and have their breast milk stolen from them. And we're just one species. And we should be teaching kindness and compassion to our children. We shouldn't be teaching our children that drinking the breast milk of another species is an acceptable thing, but not telling them anything else that comes along with that. And now we have all these adults walking around like myself. I didn't find out until I was 28 years old that cow's milk was actually their breast milk. And I didn't find out that it was actually a cause of osteoporosis and uh, prevents you from having protection from fractures and breaks and actually and it heightens your risks of all these different ailments. And so thank you so much for bringing this about. And my message to Coca-Cola is that this is such an opportunity for them to lead the way. And really, I mean, they have so much money. So like you said, they can make changes to their equipment. If anybody can do it, they can. Well, what would you say, Lisa, about the whole issue of osteoporosis? Because here's what I say. If osteoporosis, if milk combated osteoporosis, we'd have no osteoporosis in this country because we drink more milk than any culture in the history of humankind. But we have a huge osteoporosis problem. Yes, we do. And it's because of the acidification of animal products. Right now, people want to drink alkaline water because they think it'll make their body healthier. The way to make your body healthier is to eat a whole plant-based diet. And when you eat, even using lemon or grapefruit, the metabolic end products of those foods is alkaline. So when you consume dairy products, the metabolic end product is acidic. So it does, it does um, leach out calcium from our bones because when, that, when there is an acidification in the bloodstream, the body immediately wants to neutralize it and it neutralizes it with a base because you neutralize an acid with a base. What is the base? The base comes from the bank. What is the bank? bones that store calcium. So it leaches out calcium bicarbonate that comes from the bones. So we really need, we we have no reason as adults to drink milk. We're the only mammals on the entire planet. Mammals is a classification within biology of animals that nurse and provide breast milk for their young. And when you look at all the mammals around the world, on the planet earth, they only nurse their children at infancy and after infancy is over they wean their babies we are the only ones who nurse our babies and then switch to the breast milk of another animal so i i I challenge anybody out there who doesn't agree with me how would you like to have some dog milk how about if i make you some giraffe milk yogurt how about if i make you some pig ice cream okay we get the idea it's crazy now listen um, I was watching this video, actually it was put out by MSNBC and, or CNBC, CNBC, it was really, really actually informative. It talked about milk became a big thing after World War II when um, they were basically because of reasons of 
the war and production, amping it up. And then they tried to keep it going after that. So um, historically, this idea that somehow, you know, we've all been drinking this since uh, the Dark Ages is absolute nonsense. It's a relatively new phenomenon. Now, we're going to take a very short break here. And then when we come back, we're going to hear from Paige Parsons Roach, Simone Reyes, and Lisa Carlin. And you can call in if you like. We'd love to hear from you. We're getting tons of comments on Facebook. Uh, but you can call in 866-472-5795. We'll answer your questions. So we're going to stay live on Facebook. We're talking about our effort, our campaign, a global campaign to get Coca-Cola, who's a partner of Fair Life Milk, to ditch dairy in the wake of this horrific uh, undercover investigation by Animal Recovery Mission. And, you know, don't take our word for us. We haven't shown any video here. You can go to animalrecoverymission.org. It's right there. And it's super graphic. So stay right there. We're going to come right back. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencer channel we don't follow we lead join us the voice america influencers channel you are listening to jane unchained to reach the show today call in to 1-866-472-5795 that's 1-866-472-5795 you may also send an email in to News at gmail.com. Now back to the show. All right. We are here with an incredible panel. We're talking about our global campaign to get Coca-Cola to ditch dairy now. And I'm here with little Rico because, you know, we all love our dogs and cats and we call ourselves animal lovers. Meanwhile, we are systematically torturing animals by the billions who we've been told by our culture, oh, their suffering doesn't count. So the suffering of cows, mother cows, doesn't count. The suffering of baby calves doesn't count. So there was this horrific, horrific undercover investigation by the amazing animal recovery mission that caught on tape month after month, just dead piles of calves piled and left to rot in the open air. Now, how is it possible, Simone Reyes, or, you know, I'll, t- I'll toss it to each one of you that the owners of this farm who were invited on any time said they were shocked and heartbroken about the video uncovered. When the piles of calves that were videotaped are just one on top, how could you possibly miss that? You would literally have to be blind to miss the dead piles of calves piled up. Well, that's obviously what they were. They had their blinders on. As do most people and all people in the industry, certainly, except for the whistleblowers that actually go and report on these abuses. But the fact is, is that all of it is abusive 
And um, the biggest uh, and the scariest thing that we can say is, well, this is the way it's always been. You know, women did not have the right to vote. Slavery was legal. Cannibalism was even popular for a while. Everything is evolving. And I personally see the meat and dairy industry as the new tobacco industry. Because um, I actually put on Instagram the other day an ad of four out of five doctors recommend this, you know, from the 50s, recommend that you smoke this particular brand of cigarettes. And I'm like, wow, that's insane. You know, how could they have put that on there? How could doctors be promoting tobacco? And here we are, 2019, and tobacco it will not be allowed to be sold in Beverly Hills. So that's an evolution. That's the same thing that's going to happen with the meat and dairy industry. Years from now, let's hope it's going to be much sooner than later, but it's going to be the same thing. Oh my gosh, why were they feeding dairy products to babies? Why were they allowing this kind of abuse to continue? Who was fighting it? What were they doing? Why was this allowed to go on in the same way that we look at the civil rights movement and we say, wait a minute, they had auctions and humans could buy and sell humans and they could beat them and that was legal and that was okay and that was accepted. That is exactly what's happening today in factory farms. And that is exactly what is going to happen in the future where people look back and they say, where was everyone? Where was their humanity? What were they doing? And at least at the end of the day, animal rights activists, you know, will be able to say we were there. We saw it and we tried to stop it. So Paige Parsons Roach, uh, what would you say as, I mean, you're a mom, you're a consumer, you're also a Jane Unchained producer, booker, but what would you say uh, to, to try to wake not just Coca-Cola, but consumers up? Because consumers are waking up and they are opening their minds. And there's something called the hundredth monkey syndrome or phenomenon. And it was actually observed. In, you know, we are all earthlings, we're all animals, and uh, primates are our closest cousins, uh, according to DNA. You know, they really are. And so there was uh, a group of monkeys who started washing potatoes, one or two, and then they grew in number. And when the hundredth monkey started washing potatoes, they found that in other islands, other monkeys started washing potatoes. In other words, there's a collective consciousness that when a certain number of beings get an idea and it hits, it spreads, it spreads to a universal concept. And this is what we're trying to do with um, plant-based living. Basically, we could live in a world without human hunger, without deprivation. We have natural abundance. The irony of them attacking dairy, uh, attacking uh, soy is so ironic because 70% or more of soy is fed to farm animals. So, you know, we're children are starving of malnutrition in third world countries right now as we speak, while we're fattening up cows and pigs so that we can compress all these vegetables and all these plant products into flesh to eat it. And then we say, and then when you talk to people about it, they say, well, it's a choice which I say everything's a choice. Driving the wrong way on the 405 freeway is a choice, not a smart one. Give the animals a choice. Give the animals a choice, yeah, Paige. 
Yes, I want to say, first of all, um, at the New York first protest that happened with Adida, um, Bert Krant, and Donnie Moss, Leah Garces from Mercy for Animals um, spoke about how... Actually, that was in, I think, Atlanta she went to. Okay, Atlanta. She said that Coca-Cola's business in dairy is only 5%. So if it's only 5% Coca-Cola, what I have to say is that ditching dairy would actually be your smartest choice if you look at the trends. So that brings me to the trends. The trends right now, impossible meat cannot even keep up with the demand. And when you say meat, you have to explain to our viewers. Plant-based burger meat and their other products. Impossible burgers, right? They can't even provide the plant-based meats in small restaurants any longer because there's such a high demand. Beyond meat, we many of you who watch this show, but we're going to be passing this to other people because a lot of people want to be informed about this. A lot of people are concerned. Um, beyond meat, their IPO was off the charts, never before seen this high of certainly of a plant-based product. It was and the most successful IPO in years. Initial exactly. public offering, their stock has skyrocketed. So and this is a plant-based meat. A plant-based meat. All of the fast foods are getting involved in one way or another, or perhaps are looking into how they can get involved and get a plant-based product on the market. In my hands, I am holding 10 different opportunities and brochures in different languages of how to find out how to be involved and get involved and eat more plant-based foods. So I, and also I want to say that I just heard a study, Elizabeth Alfano did an interview recently, one in four Londoners are eating plant-based now. So here's the thing, again, back to you, Coca-Cola. Do you want to be behind the times or get with the times? That's my question to you. Back to your values, American values. When you look at Coca-Cola back in the beginning, red, white, and blue, the American values, the turn of the century, the turning point after the war, you know, drink Coca-Cola, uh, taste the, taste the kindness, I think is one of their, their, uh, or, uh, you know, when it's not taste the cruelty, because that's what we've been bringing about, but it's, it's, it's taste what's your know, life in the U USA. So life in the USA is no longer cruelty. Get on board. Let me say about. this. I had the honor of having, I'm involved in a workshop and uh, only one other vegan happens to be, it's a random collection of people. Let's basically say what it is. Random collection of Americans working in a workshop. And uh, we all needed to gather and uh, I said, come on over. And we ordered from Julie's Goes Green, uh, which is a plant-based restaurant, makes incredible vegan pizzas and other vegan items. And while you were talking, I just got one of the members of the conference who said, hi, Jane, what's the name of your friend's amazing vegan restaurant? Those wings and garlic bread were the best. <laughs> so much again for hosting us and providing lunch. So these, the folks who came over, they may have had a concept of what vegan was. You know, vegan can be a loaded word. But then all this fabulous food showed up and they gobbled it down. And they've all been asking me ever since, where's that place? What's the address? What's the name? So it's really don't get scared by the label. You know, we've tried to, the culture is tried to demonize the word vegan, just like they tried to stop us from saying plant-based milks because they're afraid of losing money. 
Okay. So, you, you know, one of the reasons why we're not having this conversation on a major network like an MSNBC or a CNN uh, where they're discussing climate change and they're discussing all these things is that, uh, you know, we're a little ahead of where the culture is and we've got to bring the culture along. So this horrible crisis and these poor animals who were brutalized at Fair Oaks Farms, beaten, stabbed, shot, left on dead piles, while the while they're on another side of the same company, they're giving tours, talking about how great they are to the animals, giving them exceptional care. And now there's all these lawsuits. In this horrible tragedy, there is an opportunity. These, these animals are martyrs, okay? We can now pivot the culture because this really hit home. And even um, one of the, the main papers, I believe it was the Chicago Tribune, issued an editorial essentially saying this is a betrayal. What really made it a global story, a national story and a global story, the horrors happening everywhere, but it was their masquerading and promotion, very aggressive promotion as you may, that just struck people, everybody, um, in other words, vegans and non-vegans alike, as the ultimate betrayal. Can you can you address that, uh, Simone? Well, yes, Coca-Cola is Americana, right? When, um, when any corporation uses the word humane, the idea that you're being lied to is very jarring because you sort of accept things as, you know, especially non-activists as they are presented to you. And then you purchase that product, believing a lie. And then all of a sudden undercover investigations come in and they show you exactly what's happening. And that is a betrayal. You know, it's sort of like being lied to by somebody, you know, you know, Coca-Cola is almost like a family member to most people because we grew up on Coca-Cola. Almost every um, you know, big event in our lives quite possibly involved one of their products. You know, the amusement parks that we've gone to, the movie theaters, the weddings, I mean, whatever it is, Coca-Cola has been there as part of our the fabric of our lives. And then to hear that our dollars have been feeding this industry and feeding this particular brand is shocking. Even vegans who, you know, yes, of course, lots of times, you know, we're, we're sort of seen as the healthier. I drink soft drinks. It's something that I do, okay? I know that people are getting out of sugary drinks. I still drink it. To think that I'm giving my money to any corporation that is lying to the public and worse than that, abusing animals behind closed doors? No, that is unacceptable. And thank heavens for social media because this message, now that it's out, is unacceptable to basically everybody that has seen that video. So we should, while we're outraged, we should also be encouraged because we have such an arsenal you know, that we're carrying with us, which is social media. And my prediction is, you know, the way that when the animal rights movement became really, really big in the 80s, and then it sort of seems like, oh my gosh, but we still have carriage horses. And oh my gosh, people are still eating meat and dairy. 
we can't gauge that by how slowly the change has come. Because if we notice in the last couple of years, it has sped up. And yes. I believe it's because of social media. Yes, it is. People directly. Absolutely, it has sped up. We've got a, a caller, Renee. Um, we know who that Renee is. Renee Marinkovich from Los Angeles. Your question or thought, Renee? Hi, Jane. I have a thought. And by the way, thank you for this discussion. My thought continues to be about how does our message land on those who take the moment to listen? So I, uh, my handle is the animal hostage negotiator based on my studying of negotiating with clients in my business world. And we are all, every one of us who takes a moment to listen to this information, we become, we put on a coat and we are an agent for the animals. So here's my one point today for all of our listeners. The more we can stop and put ourselves in the place of the listener to our message, of the person who's actually either in the company or the person who mentions that they just saw the video, a coworker, a friend, and we can articulate their point of view. What happens, for example, when someone is able to say to you, be able to express how you might be feeling? And they may say something like, Renee, gee, you're probably overwhelmed by this information. You're probably kind of sick in the stomach. You probably really don't want to hear anymore what I have to say. The moment any kind of empathy like that happens, the best thing happens. I relax. And I'm not putting up my fist emotionally to fight you. I'm actually relaxing into this moment. Currently, politically, in our world, people are taking extreme sides and they're not able to come together. The leaders of today are the ones who are able to say, I'm going to come to the middle for a moment and actually have a dialogue with you. The first step in doing that is what's called tactical empathy. You're strategically taking the other person's point of view. That is different than the sympathy of saying, I agree. It doesn't mean you agree. It means that you're taking a moment because it's smart. I'm going to be able to understand that other person's point of view, that Coca-Cola person's point of view, and articulate it. Why? So that they relax into a real conversation. Okay, now. Then the next so, day. So that's what I want to point out to the animal rights movement. Is okay. we, are, we are called to a higher level of skill when it comes to delivering a message. And, and it starts with, and I'll end there because I hear you got a comment, Jen. It starts really with relaxing in our confidence that we know we are right and we are on the side, the side of morality, compassion, and history. Okay. We're good. Now it's about being really smart, really strategic, sitting on our stuff for a moment and paying attention to the other side because you want to neutralize them. There you go. End of my lesson for today from the animal hostage negotiator. <laughs> I think you're brilliant. And I agree. We don't want to be right. We want to be effective. So yeah. Uh, the course I'm yeah. taking, I'm learning to, as opposed to argue with people and make them wrong, enroll them and invite them to join us. And it's a gift. We're giving people a gift by saying, hey, you don't, you don't have to drink this, this cholesterol-filled uh, drink that is unnatural for you to drink, uh, cholesterol being the leading cause of heart disease that kills one out of every four Americans. 
and it's packed with cholesterol. Dairy is because animals produce cholesterol. And we could say, hey, we're giving you a gift. We're, we're, we're letting you know that there's another way that's better. And just because it happened in the past doesn't mean it has to continue happening. And you can make this little shift. And when you go to get your coffee at whatever place, you know, the let's face it, people go to Starbucks or Pete's or one of these places, just ask for almond milk. Jane, I have Jane, you used two really powerful verbs there, enroll and invite. Yeah. And I think everyone, if we just kind of meditate on how does anyone enroll another person into a point of view or cause or awareness, and how are, when do people accept invitations? When they feel no. safe, when they feel understood. So all of us have these innate abilities. It's just sinking into it. And my, my true compassion for all of us is, we are willing, we are warriors to expose ourselves to the most horrendous things that cause us to want to die inside. That takes a lot of guts, and yet it also takes a lot of skill. So uh, my affirmation for the animal rights movement, anyone, and that's anybody who stops for a moment and says, I want to care. Now you're in the animal rights movement, right? You're, none of us are professionally exactly. you know, perfect said, at this. Somebody said, yeah. if, do you love animals? Yes. Then you're a vegan. You know, you're emotionally (laughs) vegan. But hold on, stand by, Renee. I want to hear from Lisa Carl. But in the interim, I want you to think of a succinct way that you would use your techniques to talk to the CEO of Coca-Cola, James Quincy. And just think about exactly if you had a minute to talk to him. Let's say you were at a shareholders meeting. You'd bought shares of Coca-Cola and you got up to speak. Uh, Given what you just said, I want you to think about what you would say in a minute. Or a minute and a half, max. Okay, Lisa Carlin, go ahead. So what I wanted to say is I had an experience yesterday at the car wash. And as I was paying, I saw two very large Coca-Cola refrigerators filled with what I now recognize as Coca-Cola products, Minute Maid orange juice, Adwala, uh, Smart Water, etc. And I went up to the manager and I said, um, do you rent those refrigerators? How do you happen to have them here? Because they broadly say Coca-Cola on these large refrigerators for people to purchase. They said, no, we get the refrigerators for free, but we can only put Coca-Cola products in it. So what I want to say to all of our listeners, and apropos to what Simone Reyes has said, is what I want to say is the power is really not even with these executives. The power is with us. We can, no, nobody has a gun to our head saying you must buy these products. You must buy Fair Life. So I think our approach has to also be an action plan that lets businesses know that we don't want to do business with companies that are doing business with Coca-Cola because they are promoting cruelty to animals and they are promoting just and, and inherent to that they are promoting destruction to the planet. So let's take action. Let's use the hashtag. Coca, hashtag Coca-Cola ditch dairy now. Let's take local businesses and say and ask them on social media media to please switch to non-Coke beverages. Let's use in our um, all of our interactions Coca-Cola ditch dairy now, and okay. I think they will hear it. Yes, yeah. I say something. Got two minutes till we close. So thirty seconds per page. Okay, real quickly, I just want to say when I was doing my research about Coca-Cola, what I discovered is that PepsiCo was in the dairy industry first. So here's the scoop again. Back to you, Coca-Cola. You can be the first one to be in the plant-based milks. You don't have to be racing 
for the power drinks that you made you get into the dairy? Actually, Nescafe is uh, doing a vegan um, premium uh, sort of sports drink now. So that's the competition owned by Nestle. Coca-Cola could switch it out to plant-based milk and it's a lot harder, hotter with the millennials, the Gen Zers, the young kids. They want plant-based. That's the future. Okay, Renee, we've got one minute. What would you say to the CEO of Coca-Cola, James Quincy? Go. Seems like you have a mountain worth of weight of responsibility on your shoulders to your shareholders to make money today and tomorrow. You probably think this is crazy. However, there is still a path not carved out. You can be the trendsetter here and look five years ahead to where the market will be and acknowledge that you made a wrong path and you can take a new path. You probably think that feels like too much of a loss. However, in your mission statement, you attest that you want to pivot. So it seems like you've already positioned yourself to be a leader. Now is your time to be the leader and accrue all the benefits of that. Looks like you already knew what was best when you carved out your mission statement. Leading the way in plant-based and ditching dairy is leadership today. You can turn to your shareholders and say, I'm not only looking out for profit on page and numbers, but the profit of your children. Thank you, Renee Marinkovich. I suggest you buy some shares of Coca-Cola and go to the next shareholders meeting and give that speech. (laughs) Meanwhile, we will respectfully continue to protest Coca-Cola to save them because let's face it, if we destroy our planet and we make planet Earth uninhabitable with animal agriculture's contribution to climate change, nobody's going to be drinking Coke because nobody's going to be around. The planet will survive us, but it's very possible for human beings to go extinct. We like to think of extinction as dinosaurs, but it was 118 degrees in India the other day, and it was in the New York Times. We are getting to a point where Large swaths of the planet will literally become uninhabitable for humans because it will be too hot. Okay? Does it have to take your own house burning down to wake up? I hope not. I think as we leave, the question, as posed by Dr. Celeste Rao, who is fighting to create a uh, prevent, prevent year zero, he says the big question is, are we a monumentally stupid species or not? If we're not... Let's just go plant-based and save the world. It's really that simple. Thank you so much for joining us. And hashtag and tag Coca-Cola. Coke, ditch dairy now. Coke, ditch dairy now. Thank you all. What a great conversation. See you next time. Thank you for tuning in to Jane Unchained. We hope you'll join Jane Velez Mitchell for the next edition of her program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Meanwhile, have a peaceful week.